the reticular activating system will bring and expand into our reality whatever we consciously pay attention to. So the fastest way to shift your life is to first notice how you're perceiving it. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky. I'm your host, and thank you so very much for joining us. I know you're in for a treat today, because I'm on the line with the wonderful Victoria Raider. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you so much, Rick. It's wonderful to join you today. Uh, look, absolutely fabulous to have you here. We've already started our conversation prior to the call, and I'm sure we're in for a fun time. Now, you are a four times best-selling author, a coach, a transformational speaker, and business owner at U2 Shine, and we're going to be talking about the importance of personal development and the power behind your proven formula. It's a bit of a mouthful. Your proven formula for success that enables people to experience more peace, purpose, and prosperity. But before we take a deep dive into all of these wonderful topics, I'm wondering where you're calling in from today. I'm actually in North Carolina on little Outer Banks Island. It's, it's kind of gorgeous. You see water on both sides. We have ocean water and the ocean on one side, and I have gorgeous sound with fresh water on the other side. So I'm oh. surrounded by lots of sand and water. I think the environment that we live in uh, reflects both the type of person that we are and the health, uh, I guess, the status of our health. Would you agree with that? I think it can. And as mm. I live in two places, I'm going to wonder about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the other place that you live? Uh, so my kind of full-time residence is in Virginia. We actually use this uh, home as rental during summer and off-season. We enjoy it. And this is my creative space. I write here. I create my apps here. I, you know, most of the bulk of the creative work happens here. And uh, then the hectic resuscitation of the clients happens back in Virginia. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, having that ability and freedom to travel is actually a big part of your story. And I'd like to touch base with, uh, with you on that later on if we can, Victoria. But first of all, tell us about your tennis. Are you good at tennis? I am so delusionally great at tennis. <laughs> You too. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I can just get it over the net. My serving's absolutely atrocious. How about yours? Oh, uh, actually, you know, I love playing. I play rather well for a towering five-three woman of great power. <laughs> our our uh, league, our team just got into the pre-professional league, which oh. you know sounds like so. Uh, intimidating, but what it really is, the former college players that need to keep their game up are competing against us, and it keeps us honest and excited and very, very, very humble on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. Now, tell me, if you get some time, uh, downtime, do you enjoy uh, movies or anything like that? Do you have any hobbies that you get into? You know, tennis is really what I love physically. Uh, my downtime 
And my biggest hobby is a zoo that I have at home. I have three dogs that I am quietly hoping, praying, meditating will stay reverent for the duration of the interview. They know uh, better, but I love, <laughs> but I love my pets. I love my pets. I travel a lot, as you've said. I um, read a lot and I love learning new things. So that probably is my most passionate hobby. Either it's uh, a language or like right now I'm learning everything about color dynamics. So yeah. Yeah, excellent. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, tell us about the pets. Uh, what type of dogs are they? I have two adopted mutts. One is the <laughs> hound mix, 12, and he has those gorgeous loopy sad eyes and the personality to go with them. Then I have a little shepherd mix who thinks he's huge and he's only 25 pounds, <laughs> which is what, about 12 kilograms. <laughs> and then I have a two-year-old full of energy Aussie doodle, Australian uh, doodle mix. So you go. I have some Australian connection, apparently. Well, <laughs> there you go. Lovely, lovely, lovely to hear. Do you enjoy music? I do. I love music. I love all kinds of music. I am not very good with rap. I don't think that's the one that can really get me going. Other than that, love it all. Uh, you don't want me to sing. I can dance. Huh? I should not be allowed to sing. I should not be allowed to sing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the beauty of freedom, isn't it? Now, I would love to, if we are okay doing this, is to talk about, I guess, your upbringing and what life was like for you early early on? Because I think it really helps to shape, I guess, the people we, we become. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think especially those first formative six to eight years of age, because our brain at that time truly is an open tablet and everything that is written into it becomes permanent unless shifted later in life. If it's something that, you know, a lot bulk of my work is actually focused on that. If something that no longer works for you, you can usually trace the pattern to those first formative years. So I couldn't agree more. Um, mm. And so for me, I grew up in the former Soviet Union in Ukrainian part of, of the country. And uh, during the uh, school year, I was with my mom and dad in the city. And then during summers, I would be in a little village outside Lviv, which now is kind of part of Lviv in Ukraine, mm -hmm. um, with my grandparents. And um, very, very by modern standard, poor environment there, but very rich with love, with exchange, with culture, no indoor plumbing, <laughs> fresh well water. But, you know, when I, I just, my most tender memories are sitting in our fruit and berry gardens and just eating berries while reading. So, yes. uh, yeah. I love that. I love that very grounded lifestyle. I grew up on a farm and we had outhouses. We had very basic necessities to get by. And you know what? That's living, you know, picking mushrooms off the side of the road for breakfast and, you know, I'd love to go back to those sorts of times in many respects. Now, Victoria, um, when you were growing up, who did you look up to? Was there anybody who you really looked forward to that gave you guidance that really helped you along the way? You know, in my case, I'm very, very lucky to 
have parents that weren't just parents that really were uh, the role models in my life because the environment in which I was growing up was kind of tricky. You know, I'm very freedom hungry, freedom expressed. And yet I was growing up in an environment where it was not encouraged outside of home. And yet I had two parents who very much encouraged and nourished it inside the home, you know, so much. So one of my tender um, stories that I go to when I just uh, turned a teen, I was not quite 11, when... Um, I just turned 11, actually, in 1986, <clears throat> when the uh, Chernobyl happened in Ukraine, and my dad was a director-in-chief for um, a large regional newspaper, mm -hmm. and he was asked to go there and spend three days and come back and report that everything was fine, everything was safe, and it was safe to travel, and uh, he went, he spent three days after the explosion, spent a few days there, came home, was physically ill, was throwing mm -hmm. up, and refused to um, to go with the party line. And we went from a family with a social status to a very different way of being, right? And, uh, yes. and it spoke to me much more about anybody ever telling me what integrity was. You know, I didn't, yes. I didn't have to be taught integrity. I got yes. to see it in my life. Yeah, look, that's very uh, important insight. Now, I know that there's a part of your story where you you talk about the importance of seeing your mum and dad walking down the beach holding hands. I wonder if you can tell us why that was important for you. Yeah, I um, I get emotional here. You know, I had such severe allergies as a mm -hmm. child that mm -hmm. um, as a little kid, I would my cheeks were oozing so much that I would get stuck to a pillow. Oh wow! And, um, um, and at that time, there you know there wasn't really a medical help that I could have, and so my mom would, while I was in the village and she was in the city in the summer, she would bring these bags of carrots and she would grind the carrots because there's no juices, no juice makers, and she'd squeeze you know the freshly squeezed carrot juice because she read somewhere that that could help with allergies and with the, especially with the eyesight because my allergies were affecting my eyesight, mm. and so. In so many ways, um, my mom and dad have put a lot of their life um, on the back burn to, burner to support me and my brother. Um, and it's wonderful to achieve your own dreams, but I think to have my mom and dad at the beach house of where we, where we are right now and to see them retired and not needing for anything and just kind of a tender way of saying thank you also without necessarily think, uh, saying it and it just brings me immense joy that's beautiful i really appreciate that insight and i think it's a great um, session of context prior to getting into the core of the call about your business that we talk about those things now we've also touched on uh, victoria um, your travel experiences tell us a little bit about your travels and what they have meant to you in terms of your worldview yeah um one, I guess, side remark that's important to understand that uh, in the Soviet Union, you not only needed to have an entry visa, if you wanted, if you want to go to some countries, now you still need a visa, right, to come. Mm -hmm. And in the Soviet Union, you not only needed an entry visa by the country you were traveling to, you had to have an exit visa. Oh, wow. <laughs> the country was not allowing you to leave the country, which is why nobody traveled unless you were traveling into the social bloc um, or you crossed the border and you were a refugee and you didn't travel, you ran away. And so... Um, knowing that travel was not something that was easily available or permissible, 
I could travel in my mind. So I would buy all these books about different countries and I would literally dream and imagine myself. I would imagine myself standing on the Great Wall of China. And I have to tell you, 36 years under my belt and counting and every one of those visions coming true and having developed a formula for mindset where I take imagination as one of the mental faculties that creates your reality and say, look, all I've done is I've taken what has worked and added awareness to it. And I know how important it is to have been there in my mind before I've ever stepped on it with my feet. And the power of the emotion to know the very moment that here I was, you know, I was walking the ancient streets of Greece. And yes. here I was walking the ancient streets of Greece with my uh. kids. Um, and I think... Um, it, the travel is incredible. Um, I think I have two incredible human beings for my children because they were traveling the world from very early on and they've learned all the different ways that humanity functions. But most mm -hmm. importantly, they've learned that people are people wherever you go. Yes. Some might put salt on avocado, some may put sugar, <laughs> but we hurt the same way and we love the same way. And yes. once again, feeling it and seeing it removes the need for judgment when somebody is different and, uh, you know, and brings compassion. So I think the best education is traveling. Yes. Thank you so very much. Now, given that we live in tumultuous times, there's lots going around in the world. I think that's really, really relevant for people to grasp and embrace. And um, I'd like to explore now, if we could, Victoria, you, you say on your website, notice what you notice, because what you notice is what you create. You've just really explained that, haven't you? Yeah, very much so. And I always say it's what and how. Look at the what and the how, because we have this incredible device that is biologically uh, implemented into our wiring, which is called reticular activating system. Uh, yes. Right. And it's a clutch of nerves at the bottom of your stem here in the back of your brain. And it is phenomenal. It has one job and that is to filter everything out that you do not focus on. It filters the environment towards the exclusion of what your conscious mind focuses on. And, you know, an example I give, Rick, is, you know, the good old, if I were to ask you, Rick, uh, what color are you thinking about? And you probably, I don't know, well, what color are you thinking about, Rick? Blue. Blue. So you would say blue. And, of course, we both understand that 30 seconds ago you were not thinking of any color. But because I have asked a question that has brought your reticular activator <laughs> to full attention, all of a sudden, because the honest answer for all of us, and now it will be going forward, what color are you thinking about? The answer would be, I haven't been thinking about the color, <laughs> right? Because, but we are so trained to be redirected by our reticular activating system that if I were to tell you right now, do not think about kangaroos, do not think about the damage they're doing in Australia. Like your mind is on the latest article, right? On the farmer's fighting <laughs> the kangaroos. You're like, man. <laughs> it's so, very true. Very true. Isn't it true? And so the reticular activating system will bring and expand into our reality whatever we consciously pay attention to. So the fastest way to shift your life is to first notice how you're perceiving it. You know, and if you're constant, if you're a single person and who is seeking to have a loving relationship, 
please notice how you react to happy couples. What are you feeling? Are you feeling anguish? Are you feeling lonely? Because that is what you are subconsciously seeking to recreate. Yes. The fastest shift is to be like, I'm so genuinely happy for them. I feel their joy. Once you get into that feeling, your reticular activating system says, oh, wait a minute. That's what you want to find. So instead of, I'm sorry for the word, looking for losers, we're going to reshift and yes. look for makes, you know. Now, it's Victoria, it's, uh, it's interesting you say that because I do my research and I read the article in Romper uh, about relationships and the 50% divorce rate and your positive uh, version of it was to focus on that which was good, which was working. And that's a real standout point for me. I wonder, um, do you ever have down days in terms of your mindset and how do you shift yourself back to a positive state? Every single day. If I mm. don't have a moment when I'm down, I probably am not alive because I'm very human. <laughs> yeah. And being human means being aware of things that are inadequate or harmful or painful and the quickest shift that i do and that i teach my clients to do is very much like i've asked you is to ask the right question when things are bad we might be programmed by our bringing or our patterns of previous up till now thought patterns mm -hmm. to ask how much worse can it get what else can go wrong? Okay, I'm sick. How much worse can I feel? Oh, come on. And the reticular activating system says, oh, you'd like to find other aches in your body. Let me help you out. <laughs> so when you find yourself in that moment of disempowerment, of heavy feeling, and you don't have any other tools, let's say you don't have EFT, emotional freedom technique, just ask a very simple question. What can I do? to make it better, how can I make it better? You get the horrible news, right? I watch the news, mm. I watch the news, my school is bombed. I'm not human if I'm not distraught, but I'm not a coach if I stay distraught, right? And so, so I'm distraught and I say, okay, what can I do? How can I make it better? Great, I'm gonna turn all of the profits from my business products to help to restore and rebuild the schools when the time comes. Now I'm actively participating in the solution. And so that question, when you find yourself distraught, you know, upset, how can I shift it? How can I make it better? What can I do to make it better? Is an incredible um, question. The second one, however, is for people that are driven, that are successful, very much, I think the majority of the audience, people that are so full of desire to change the world for the better, we tend to ask ourselves more often, well, can it really be true? <laughs> when will the second shoe drop? You know, <laughs> why are things going so well? I mean, you know, all good things come to an end. So up till now, that was the pattern. So mm. Now the question becomes, how much better can it can get? It be? Yeah, wonderful feedback. Thank you again, Victoria. I think about things like uh, circadian rhythm, our need for rest, our energy levels throughout the day. And um, um, how do you know personally where your energy levels are? And when, when do you function the best? And are we all similar? I don't believe we are. I think we're so very unique that I would even 
stay away from saying some are early risers, some are late, you know, going to bed. And I know the very popular book, um, the 5am club. And I think it's uh, yes. wonderful for a lot of people, maybe not for all people, nothing is wonderful for all people, you know? So, um, but I think that it's very important once again, to notice your patterns, to honor them and to stay true to what it is for you. For me, I know I can go, um, at a very high level of performance for 90 minutes tops. So I can do three clients back to back. If I'm doing individual clients, I will never do a program that is longer than 90 minutes without a break. Cause I know my optimal performance is 90 minutes. I don't know enough studies to know whether it's typical or not. I know there's 45 half hour different. And so in, in, um, Inevitably, I will always take a break and my breaks vary. I love to sometimes just literally drop on the ground and lay for two, three minutes, just completely just lay down, lay down. Everything comes to complete stand and I just lay down and close my eyes. I visualize for, you know, my energy of stress grounding going down. Don't have to be a great guru, spiritual guru. You just lay down and you imagine everything no longer serves you goes down. And then the new energy that's going to support you and raise you up, comes back up. Easy visualization, very powerful. So um, sometimes when I'm very excited about the projects, I'm burning the candle on both ends. So I will mm -hmm. take naps. I will take 15, 20 minute naps during the day when I'm tired. Um, mm -hmm. there are wonderful apps, seven minute Tai Chi. I do that when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now tell us for, for context, um, a little bit about your educational and uh, professional background. I think it's important. Yeah, I uh, started my education back in Ukraine, uh, going to Kivma Hill Academy and doing philosophy, anthropology and economics. Um, also law was underground undergrad in, um, in Ukraine, it is graduate degree in the US, but it is undergrad in Ukraine. So that's how I actually met my husband, but that was my um, education in Ukraine. When I came to the US, I got a degree in Russian studies and statistics. Like, well, I got a degree in Russian studies and certification to teach statistics and I taught those. Then I sold real estate and got every single piece of paper related to doing that, graduate realtor institute. And then I figured out that success is wonderful, money is good, but unless you change your subconscious mind, you get to be stuck at whatever level of performance you got to consciously. I got a PhD in metaphysical studies and got a certification in every energy healing and expanding. It goes on, doesn't it? Could. <laughs> now, I'd love to learn about uh, your husband a little bit, I think, because there's always two sides to the story. And uh, I'm wondering what sort of a, uh, an individual he has been and what sort of a positive influence he has made on your life. Would you be willing to share something? I so appreciate your question, Rick, because I think it takes an incredible individual to be married to this. <laughs> 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 Nobody's asked, you know, he just, and the reason why is because, um, both of us are fiercely independent, self-sufficient people that have big visions and, and we support each other in whatever it takes without needing to agree with each other. And that's probably the greatest gift my husband could have ever given me. You know, if I said I would like to do that, I knew I could count on his support 
even if it meant the support came with him rolling his eyes, it was fine. <laughs> if not my left, maybe not his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for sharing. Absolutely appreciate it. Now, I, I, I love and appreciate every moment that I get to spend with my wife. Tell us a little bit about the value of appreciation for you. You know, in my, I, my most recent book um, is called Prosper Me. And it's uh, 35 universal laws to make money work for you. And the law of gratitude is the very first law that I write about that that is required for true prosperity that I believe. And if you think of the word appreciate, both in economic terms and more so in relational terms, when you appreciate and what you appreciate grows in value. Just a cool, great concept to zoom into. So if you want your relationship to grow in value, you get to appreciate each other and the relationship appreciates. And it's true in economic terms, right? When we invest into something of value with time, it appreciates. And so um, I think it's very, very important. I think very often in life, we do not get what we want, we get who we are. So if anybody listening feels a little bit underappreciated, I've got cure for you. Make a list of 10 people in your life and put a devout effort of telling them genuinely what, why, and how you appreciate them. And doing that gets you into that mode of appreciation and then you'll be very pleasantly surprised when you receive that, not necessarily from them, but you will receive it once again, because your articulate activating system will be tuned in to the exchange of appreciation. It's the attitude of gratitude, isn't it? Yeah, very much there's so, so. much. There's so much to unfold here. Yeah, I'd love to ask you, where did you come up with the name You To Shine? Where did that come from? I was going through a very, very hard time in my life, um, uh, just years prior to the company being fully organized, um, in 2013 into 14 is when the company was organized. So probably around starting from 2005, building up and into 2011, if you would look into any area of my life, uh, it was, oh, it was challenging, whether it was money or business or, you know, I've been married for 27 years, marriage at that point, or, you know, I felt not sufficient enough as a mom. And you, if you picked an area, let's just say it would have a feeling of mists of darkness. And I felt very heavy and, um, I, uh, you know, I kept, I kept asking, praying, seeking, how do I get out of this? And I literally, you know, I, I don't know what anyone's spiritual path or, or belief system is. I can only speak for myself, but I literally was woken up in the middle of the night with a very clear feeling that you cannot get out of darkness by fighting it, which is what I was doing. You can only chase darkness by turning on the light. And I literally saw this switch come on. And that was the first time I think in my life that I understood the power of the question. And I realized that I was asking the wrong question. You know, I was asking yes. how do I change this, him, her, them. And this was, wait a minute, where's the light here? How can I be the light? And how can I let everybody that I know, know that it's possible to find be and shine the light that we've come to, to be that hands you to shine. 
Yeah, wow. This is a beautiful conversation. Absolutely loving it. I want to um, explore some other points here. Um, what is a possibility coach? I think I'm getting a fairly good idea, but um, for those who have never heard of that reference before, would you mind explaining it? Absolutely. Um, I need to tell you how that reference and the title came about. Um, back from a decade of selling real estate and then into the decade of life and business coaching, I have done it with zero marketing, zero cold marketing, zero calls. It was all done by referral. And so when couple um, years, and even, even with real estate, I really just found my first seller. And then she referred me for 10 years. And then my clients kicked me out of real estate and said, you're really good at selling homes. But what you're really great at is at selling hope and making it possible. So they kicked me out of real estate. <laughs> And so uh, about not quite a year ago when, um, you know, the, the demand was outpacing my ability to supply uh, mm. time-wise the service and I started building the team and so forth, uh, my branding coach said, you need to have a title. Like you have a name, you have a company, you need to have a title. <laughs> so I actually emailed my clients and I said, hey guys, when you refer me out, what do you tell people? How do you refer me out? And it was very vulnerable several days for me of, of appreciation because what got back was I didn't think it was possible to beat this cancer five years in remission. Amazing life. I didn't think it was possible to get out of this debt. Now in my home, I didn't think it was possible, dot, 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 dot. Yep. Now I am. And that's how Possibility Coach was born. And yes, I'm wow. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I, I also wanted to talk to you about uh, the idea, whether the idea for text testimonials come from i've never seen that on a website before i thought that was fabulous there's some great because, great stuff there because my amazing clients would text me and i'm like well look at this this is a testimonial <laughs> and i'm not changing anything i'm just ask for permission whether i can use it and flub it on Where the side went. yeah love it absolutely love it that's uh forward thinking for sure for sure and certain now you have an acronym l-o-v-e can you tell us about this approach it is probably my everything that I live for. And I refer to love as life originating vibrant emotion, which is energy in motion. You know, we are first and foremost uh, vibrating energy. Um, I look at it as, as spiritual, but you can look at it as quantum physics or physics. We are energy. And I believe we overthink love because um, it's very simple. Whatever contributes to expansion and support of life is love. And whatever shrinks, takes away, or harms the expansion and growth of life is not. That is how primitively profound I find love to be. And so on a daily basis, my question uh, for my reticular activating system is, what is the most loving thing I can do here? You know, when there's conflict, when there is a problem, what is the most loving thing I can do? What would love do here? What yeah. would add value to life? Thank you again. Um, I was listening to some of your podcasts and uh, one of the, the openings was the voice you listen to is the voice that dictates your life. Can we explore that a little bit? Because I know that the, you know, the self-talk and the, the locus of control plays a part here. And I don't think there's, well, I'm, I know that many people understand it, but I wonder if we can um, get you to explain it in your view. You know, I have, um, we all have voices in our heads. <laughs> we do, right? Yep, yep, yep. 
you don't have to be alarmed. It's normal. normal. And we at least have two voices. We have a voice of what I call a scared self, a part that is going to, it has one job. It's our survival self. It has one job, make us alive, keep us alive. And the best thing for that voice would be stay at home, do nothing, breathe, you know, anything beyond <laughs> that is jeopardy. And sometimes it's very loud voice. And then there is um, at least another voice that I call the sacred voice or that voice that is encouraging and that wants us to grow, wants us to expand, wants us to contribute to humanity. And we continually make a choice which voice we listen to. Sometimes you need to talk to your scared voice and say, I got you. I know you're terrified. Not ignoring you. Because heaven forbid that three or four-year-old kid that got ignored is going to relive his or her trauma right now. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. I just choose to listen to a better voice. I'm going to bring you with me. I'm going to bring you with me so that part of me that is scared can see that we did it. Right. So sometimes we get so overwhelmed by listening to our fear instead of talking to it, that it controls us. Yeah. Wow. That's profound. Now, I know that um, there's a lot we can talk about. I'd love to touch on your uh, work as an author. You've put uh, pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, whatever <laughs> your preference is. Um, are you still writing? And tell us a little bit about what you have written thus far. Uh, my first book I wrote was called Until You Win, Eight Secrets to Winning the Race of Life or How the Tortoise Always Wins. You know, the story was kind of cute. Uh, not in my book, the story, but uh, the inspiration behind the book that I think will serve somebody. This was uh, one of the um, financial gurus in the United States was talking about talking to billionaires. And he asked uh, one of them what their favorite uh, book was and he said the tortoise and the hare and he said you know why because the tortoise always wins at the, the end it never changes <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's of I thought wait a minute I am really not wired like a tortoise I, I am no tortoise okay the hare that's me <laughs> you know and and I just had to really study what success was for me and decipher to the eight rules of knowing who you are, knowing where you're going, knowing how to travel, knowing how to do your best. And just did that little kind of, this is, this is a way that is applicable to you, whether you're a tortoise or you're a hare. Yeah. Hares can win too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Now, I know that you have some involvement with apps, which is a, a, a very important thing nowadays, especially. Tell us a little bit about that. We do have a few apps. The one that um, is near is near to and dear to my heart because um, I believe that is the passion of how we are to impact the world as a company the most is called Empower-Me. And that app is a way to allow for a person to grow individually in a private, protected, safe way by tapping both their subconscious mind and their conscious patterns. And we're expanding the app all the time. You know, our coaches cost um, $110 uh, for a session and above. And so our passion was how can we provide somebody for whom it is a luxury and an unaffordable way to get help? 
with an entry point. And that's what the app is. It has three minute meditations for busy people, ton of research about meditations. But I don't know about you. I don't always have four hours a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a hair. Did I mention a hair? See, tortoise, <laughs> tortoise meditates for an hour and a half, like the book said. A hair. On the other hand. Yeah, there's a three minute meditation. I love the app. I'm passionate about it. I personally use it every day. So if nothing else, if it was for me and my team, it was already worth it. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. And anybody's on the call today, I'm sure you'd be able to get uh, access to this app now. With that being said, I'm wondering what uh, people are going to find on your website and what is the website? The website is u2shine.com, yu2shine.com. And uh, really, anything and everything that we have is there. One of the things is the free quiz. Uh, to learn what your money healing mode is. You know, Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to like money, but money is like air. You can't live without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So we have this wonderful quiz. Actually, it's accessible also by at moneyquiz.me. Might be easy to remember, moneyquiz.me. And what mm. it does, the quiz actually tells you what your dominant emotion is, positive one but how it can block you from prosperity. It's a wonderful, fun, quick quiz. And as you take it, you learn a little something about you. You have an insight into you, and then you're guided to the three universal laws of how to implement them. Because I think ideas without implementation is a waste of time, right? Precious time. Yeah. So how to implement your given um driving emotion and energy in order to open some paths of prosperity for you. Great. Thank you again. Now, um, if somebody was actually wanting to take it beyond the app and beyond the, I guess, the self self help, uh, for lack of better terms, ways to put it, um, what is the, the process for connecting with you specifically or one of your team to work for you? And what's the onboarding look like? You know, once again, Rick, an amazing, amazing question. We're actually making things even more easy as to where there will be a 15 minute free consult with me as to where I can learn if person's needs the best and then offer to them a personalized, individualized path with the, you know, series of coaches and or products. Um, and my passion in terms of serving is I have an incredible group by subscription. It's called Quantum Freedom. And I do four uh, programs a month for that program. And I have over 300 recorded hours as a part of that program. If somebody wanted to just delve in fully in into what we do. Yeah, I've actually uh, spent some time looking at your podcast, at all the posts. I've gone through u2shine.com uh, uh, with a fine uh, tooth comb, as they say, and I've absolutely loved the experience. And if you're looking for something like this, make sure you to, uh, go to u2shine, which is yu, the number two, and shine.com. I'll be making sure that the uh, link back to this wonderful website is available for you. And with that being said, Victoria, this has been an absolutely joyous call. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.